You're about to listen to a message from Every Nation Church Midrand, the place where people come to be changed and discipled to transform society. Hello, welcome again to Taking Territories. We're going into the Word of God. I'm so delighted to be with you and that you've joined us today, uh, even for our service. And uh, I just want to continue with what we began to share last week, faith for greater heights, okay? Faith for greater heights. I'm telling you, one of the things the Lord has promised us is greater heights and unprecedented exploits. So we need faith to do that. Um, many times we, we think that um, uh, things just happen, you know. Things just happen because they are God's will. They just happen. If God says something, for example, God speaks a prophetic word to you, you think that it just happens because God said it. But you don't realize that um, God expects your participation. So God expects us to participate in, his, in, in bringing his will to, to, to come to pass in our lives. He expects us to participate in establishing his will on the earth as it is in heaven. So we have a major responsibility that uh, have been placed upon our lives, okay? God has placed a major responsibility upon you to ensure, to ensure that your life goes according to his will. It's not completely up to God. One of the problems with many Christians is that because God is sovereign, and we know, yes, God is sovereign, we, we don't realize that in His sovereignty there are things that He has allocated. There are certain responsibilities that He has placed upon us that um, we ought to carry those things out. It is part of our role, okay? All right, so let me tell you this, <laughs> just let it settle in you. There is nothing you can do to make God to do what you are supposed to do, okay? There's nothing you can do about it. There's no prayer you can pray. There's no fasting you can do, you know, to, to, to try and, and, um, and, and, and manipulate God into doing what you are supposed to do. So some people have left everything to God and said, well, it is, if it is God's will, it will happen. So they don't do anything. They don't do anything. And let me say this, that you see, if you look at the Bible, all right, if you study the scriptures, you find that there are many times that God desired certain outcomes, but because of man's failure, those outcomes did not happen. And it's not because God changed his mind, it's because of man's failure. It's because of man's failure. I'll give you an example. For instance, when God took the children of Israel out of Egypt, did you know it was God's will for, all that, for that generation that went out? It was God's will for them to get into the promised land. In fact, it was even God's will for Moses to take them into the promised land. God's will uh, was for Moses to be the one to lead them into the promised land. But guess what? Moses missed it, and so did that generation. Only the generation that was born on the way to the wilderness that entered into, into the, the, the promised land, including Joshua and Caleb. The rest of them, they didn't get in, not because it wasn't God's will. 
they didn't get in because of their unbelief, because of their lack of faith. So when you don't develop your faith, there are many promises of God. There are many things that God has ordained for you that you will not see. You will not experience those things. And it's not God's fault. It is your fault. All right. So we need to start taking responsibility for our lives. Start taking responsibility for our futures. Okay. Yeah. There is a future that has been predetermined by God that cannot be changed. Okay. But then there is also a future that you are supposed to participate in bringing to pass. In bringing to pass. I give you examples. For instance, there is a future um, for all those. All, all those. I mean, there is a future for the nations, for, for, for the earth. There is a future that God has categorically stated in the scriptures. We know that one day the earth will pass away. This earth that we see. God has already de uh, declared it in his word that the, the earth as we know it is going to change. This world is going to pass away. Even heaven, heaven is going to be changed. All right. And we know there's a future of Jesus coming to the earth and ruling on the earth. This is a future that there's nothing we can do to change. There's nothing we can do to change. Okay. Jesus is coming back one day. That's a future that we cannot change. There's nothing we can do. It will definitely come to pass. So there are certain historical events that have been predetermined by God that will definitely happen no matter what. But then there are things that pertain to your life that God has predestined, but you also have a role to play. You have a part to play. In that, and when you fail in doing that part, that thing will not come to pass. And many people think that because uh, it didn't come to pass, then it's a it shows that that is not God's will. And I see that a lot of times, even with prophetic people, you know, where they receive prophetic words and so on, and those words don't come to pass, and they say, "Oh well, maybe it wasn't." God that spoke. No, not necessarily. Not necessarily. Look at the case of Jonah. God sent him to Nineveh to declare, Nineveh, judgment is coming. This whole nation is going to be destroyed. God's wrath is coming. But guess what? They did something and that word, that prophetic word from Jonah didn't come to pass. Now, does that mean that Jonah is a false prophet? No, not necessarily. Not necessarily. Okay, so be careful how you respond to words, prophetic words that God speaks to you. Don't just go fold your arms and say, okay, God has said it, then it will happen. No, what you need to find out is what is my role in bringing the fulfillment of this? What am I supposed to do? And one of the things you're supposed to do is to use your faith. You need to use your faith. I'm, a, I'm telling you that faith is one of the great things, one of the great forces that God has given to us to shape our future, to shape our tomorrow, to shape how high, how high can you attain? What are the greater heights? How high can you go? It depends on your faith. According to your faith, let it be unto you. Okay. If your faith is 
at this level, okay? No matter what you do, this is the level you will remain. But when you develop your faith and get to a, a higher level, what's going to happen is that God is going to ensure that you experience what your faith has been able to, um, to, 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 to bring into manifestation. All right? So you need faith for greater heights. I'm telling you, you need faith for exploits. You need faith to do, to shape your tomorrow. Don't, don't, don't just fold your hands and say, oh, well, God, you know, yes, I know that God knows the plans that he has towards me, plans of good and not of evil, to give me a future and a hope, you know, to bring me to an expected end. So I'll just wait for God to do it. It doesn't work like that. It doesn't work like that. God wants you actively involved in bringing your future to come. He's, he wants you to be actively involved in shaping the rest of this year. He wants you to be actively involved in shaping your tomorrow. Okay? And so that's where faith comes in. That's where faith comes in. And we walk by faith, not by sight. Remember, we said that last week. We walk by faith, not by sight. So I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to, um, I'm going to, um, zero in on two aspects, two crucial aspects that you must, you must not be confused about when it comes to faith, okay? When it comes to faith and, and you, want to, you want to rise higher, you want, to, you want to break barriers, you want to go beyond your present limitations, I want to bring you some two vital principles. I, I, I want to major on two vital principles today to help you, to help you to develop your faith, to help you to grow to the place where you can experience greater heights. Everyone watching this broadcast, I'm telling you that God has great things in store for you. God has great things in store for you, but you have a part to play. Don't be lazy. Don't be a lazy Christian who just says, what will be, will be, no, it doesn't work like that, okay? So you wake up and say, okay, what is God saying? What is it, what is supposed to be? Okay, fine, this is what is supposed to be, and this is what I'm gonna do to make it happen, all right? So there's a part you play, and there's a part that God plays. God will play his part, but he will never play your part. He will never pay, play, pay, uh, play your part. Many people want to pray God into doing their part. You know, oh Lord, okay. You know, for instance, um, I, I saw this cartoon, you know, years ago. This Christian knelt down and he was praying, Lord, you know, if you really want me to evangelize my neighbor, let this bulb explode. And he's looking at the bulb. <laughs> he's looking at the bulb, you know. If this bulb explodes, then I know it is your will for me to talk to him. Obviously, the bulb is not going to explode. Why? Because God has already made it clear that it is his responsibility to reach the lost. Okay? Yeah, it's his responsibility. God is not going to change that because you're praying. He's not going to change that because you're praying. All right? Or maybe you're casting a fleece that is going to make the impossible God to do what 
he's not supposed to do. The power of God is not meant for things like that. We want to do, we want to achieve great heights. We want to do great things for God. But we need, we need to be cognizant. Uh, uh, we need to be uh, aware. We need to be aware of what we are supposed to do. Okay, so the first key that I'm going to bring to you is seen in the book of Ephesians. All right, let's look at Ephesians chapter 3. In Ephesians chapter 3, verse, um, I'll read verse, verse 20. Now, Paul was praying here for the church of Ephesus. All right, he was praying for the church of Ephesus. And as he's praying for the church of Ephesus, he's concluding this prayer. And he makes a statement in verse 20. I just want to read verse 20. He says, Now to him who is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or think according to the power that works in us. Now to him that is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask and think. All right? So when God is working in our lives, when God is working in our lives, there are two things that he uses majorly to bring about the impossible in our lives, to bring about the unimaginable in our lives. There are two things, there are two uh, principles that God uses. Number one, is what you ask with your mouth, what you say with your mouth. He uses what you say with your mouth to accomplish great things. Okay? Great things. He uses them to do beyond what you even believe. <laughs> Okay, it sounds like a contradiction. No, I mean, you believe certain things, but God does extra. All right? So, your asking is important. So, your mouth is vital. Okay? It's vital. We mentioned that last week. Your mouth is vital when it comes to doing great exploits. And we're going we're gonna, to we're gonna look into... Uh, how the mouth works, how God uses the mouth, okay? And then, but not only that, your mind, your imagination. God uses your imagination. Your imagination is a vital, it's a vital aspect that God uses. It's a key that God uses. You, you, you cannot get to where your mind has not been. You cannot eat. Achieve what you have not imagined. There is no house, all right? Well, there's no house that you see that was not a product of imagination. So somebody sat down and thought it through, imagined it, put it down on paper, and then constructed it. And now you're living in it. It's a product of the imagination. So in the same way, the height you are going to attain, the height you're going to achieve, requires the involvement of your imagination. 
It requires the involvement of your imagination. And that's why you need to be careful what you feed your mind with. If all you do is listen to the news from morning to night, I don't know how that is going to help you to craft the future that God has for you. I don't know how you're going to do that. Feeding your mind with all the negativity, with all the fear, you, 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 you feed on that. Now, I'm not saying it's a sin for you to listen to the news. Sometimes you just need a, a, a slight update, but <laughs> there are things I don't even accommodate anymore. Why? Because I realize that they're not doing me any good. They are not helping my future. Now, I don't want to live in the past. Uh, if, if, if the news is coming out, it's because it has already happened, right? So I'm interested in what is yet to happen. And so I need to work on my imagination. So there are things I'm already imagining. There are things I'm already crafting in my mind. There is a future that I'm already crafting. You know what? I'm not even talking about it yet, but I'm just building it in my mind. So, uh, God, God does not only answer our prayers, He also answers our imagination. So, that's, that's, that's what we see here. Okay. To Him that is able, God is able to do exceeding abundantly above all that we ask or think. Hallelujah. Now, let me read it in another version, um, this, 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 this scripture. Uh, let me read it in another version. Um, yeah, in the Amplified. It says, look at the Amplified. It says, now to him who is able to carry, uh, to carry out his purpose, and do super abundantly more than all that we dare ask or think. Infinitely beyond our greatest prayers, hopes, or dreams. According to his power that is at work within us. How is that? Super abundantly. Glory to God. There are heights. You just need to imagine them. Start imagining things. The good thing about imagination is that you don't need education to, be, to imagine something. You know, Sometimes we live our lives and we are limited just to our education. The education is good, but do you know that it is still limited? Yeah, because you can be educated to remain within certain confines. You know, you can be, you are educated according to someone's previous imagination. All right. You are educated according to someone's previous imagination. So <clears throat> let your education be a, a, a stepping stone. It shouldn't be the ceiling. In fact, it should be the beginning. It should be the beginning for you. But the mistake many people make is that they are stuck because this is what I was taught. All right, this, was, this is what I was taught when I went to varsity, and this is how it remains. 
Listen to me. If you do that, you will remain in the past and you will never become, uh, you, will not, you will never become a pace setter. You will never become a pioneer. Why? Because you are limiting your mind to what has happened in the past. Meanwhile, God wants to do new things. He wants to give you imaginations. Start imagining things. Start imagining things. And if you would be, become faithful with what you imagine, <laughs> with what comes into your mind, I'm telling you, God is going to use that. God's going to use that. So your imagination is important in God's scheme of things. I believe that we are in an era where, you know, we are going to see many great innovations. A lot has been happening, but there's a lot more to happen. If you can imagine it, it can be done. I remember years ago reading, reading about uh, the Wright brothers who got into trouble for even imagining that man could fly. <laughs> you know, those guys, they were even locked up in jail at some point. Why? Because they imagined what didn't happen, what never happened before. And I find that, I found that, you know, a lot of times we don't realize when we allow ourselves to be stuck. Allow God to use your mind. Use your imagination. Sanctified imagination. Imagination is free. You, pray, you, you pay for education, but you don't pay for imagination. <laughs> you don't pay for imagination. If you can think it, then it's doable. Yeah. You might not know how, but with time, God will make it possible for it to happen. Okay, so if you can imagine it, you can do it. It was our Roberts that says, if you can see the invisible, you can do the impossible. Yes, if you can see the invisible, you can do the impossible. So God God is working in your, in your life. There is a power that is at work in you. And that power is limited by your imagination. So that's why a lot of times the enemy uses your imagination much more than you even think. He uses it. He, he fights so much just to take hold of your mind. He uses lies. Every day, lies. We are told lies, lies, lies. And we believe those lies to be true. Uh, and you, and you, you, you imbibe that and you keep feeding yourself with that. And you wonder why you can't go beyond that. It's because you, 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 you've, you've um, crippled your faith. You've crippled your faith. Look at, look at, let's look at uh, the book of 2 Corinthians. 2 Corinthians chapter Second um, Corinthians chapter 10, okay. Second Corinthians chapter 10, and I read verse four. This is a popular scripture. Um, and, and look at look at what it says there. It says, verse four, it says, "For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty in God for pulling 
down strongholds, casting down arguments and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God and bringing every thought into captivity to the obedience of Christ. You see, so the weapons of our warfare, God has even given us weapons to deal with the mental realm. He's given us weapons. Why would he give us weapons? Because that's where the battle is fought the most. The battle for you attaining greater heights is in your mind. It's taking place in your mind. Because you've experienced certain limitations in the past. You are stuck there. And you don't realize that God is trying to take you out of that. But he has given you the power of imagination for you to be able to imagine yourself out of those restrictions, but you are trapped by your, 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 your present situation. And so because of that, you are not able to ascend to greater heights because your imagination has been trapped by your experience. So we need to break that. We need to break that. And I command every imagination that has been trapped in, into certain experiences in your life be broken, be shattered right now in the name of Jesus. I break it over your life. I command you to be free in the name of Jesus. Be free. Satan loves to capture our minds. He loves to capture our imagination. Why? Because if he can get your imagination, he's gotten your future. He's gotten your future. So you need to be aware of this. Your faith will not go beyond your imagination. Let me show you another scripture in the book of Isaiah. In Isaiah 55. In Isaiah 55, glory to God. Isaiah 55, and I read verse 7. Okay, Isaiah 55 verse 7, he says, Let the wicked forsake his way. Alright? And the unrighteous man his thoughts. The unrighteous man forsake his thoughts. Let him return to the Lord and he will have mercy on him. And to our God, for he will abundantly pardon. So you see here, it's even sinful for us to allow certain thoughts in our minds. It's sinful for us to imagine that we cannot fulfill God's plan. It's not, it's not okay. To you it is sin. Okay? So, let the wicked man forsake his way, his lifestyle. That's what he's talking about, his lifestyle. He should forsake his lifestyle. What is it that informs his, 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 um, his lifestyle. What is it that predicts or, or shapes his lifestyle? It's his thinking. So that's why he must forsake his thoughts. So if you, if you, that's why if you continue to imagine evil, I'm telling you evil will happen in your life. Yeah. Job says, what I feared the most has come upon me. You cannot continue to paint pictures Bad pictures about your tomorrow and then have a good tomorrow. It's not, it doesn't work like that. So, um, uh, and then he says, he says in verse 8, For my thoughts are not your thoughts, nor are your ways my ways. 
This is God now. God has given us his thoughts. His thoughts are the scriptures, his word, his word, his thoughts. So take the word of God. That's why you need to take the word of God in on a daily basis. It's good for you. It's good for your mind. It's good for your imagination. So it will help you so that you can continue to imagine a better tomorrow. You will imagine a better future. You will imagine greater heights. You will imagine unprecedented exploits. You will imagine the unimaginable. What the normal person cannot imagine becomes a natural imagination to you. Why? Because you're spending time with God. His thoughts are higher than our thoughts. So when you spend time with him, it rubs off on your thinking. It rubs off on your thinking. And that's one of the keys to breaking the limitations around us. Don't focus on your circumstance. Focus on God. Look into his word and look for the way out of your situation. The problem is that we spend too much time Meditating on our mountains. We spend too much time thinking about our mountains and feeding on our mountains. And guess what? We continue to amplify our mole hills until they become mountains. We imagine them to become mountains. Meanwhile, when you spend time with God, they are just mole hills. Imagination. So the enemy uses your imagination to create strongholds around your life, to, to cage you and to stop you from advancing. So it's time to break it right now. In the name of Jesus, I command every stronghold around your mind that has been erected by the enemy to be brought down. In the name of Jesus, I break them right now. Be free in the name of Jesus. You know that? Before the flood, before the flood in Genesis, in Genesis chapter 6, one of the things that God said was that, he says that the imagination of man, he, God decided to, to destroy man. Why? Because he saw that his, his imagination was continually evil. And his imagination, there was no hope. His, the enemy had captured the imagination of the entire human race. And there was no way. The only way out was to just wipe them all out. So you go read that in Genesis chapter 6. Let me read that quickly. Um, and uh, So you see that the imagination is important. Imagination is what affects how you talk. It's because of what you've seen in your mind. That's why you're talking the way you're talking. So if you don't deal with it, the root of your greatness is in your mind. But the root of your failure as well is in your mind. The root of your, of your uh, lack of progress is in your mind. And it's time to shatter those things. Hallelujah. So there is an anointing right now that is breaking limits around your life. I want you to receive it. Receive it in the name of Jesus. Glory to God. All right. In, um, in Genesis chapter 6. In Genesis chapter 6, and, and uh, verse, I'll read verse 5. And the Lord saw that the wickedness of man was great on the earth, and that every intent of the thoughts of his heart 
was only evil continually. Every intent of the thoughts, another, another version says of his imagination. So the imagination was what led God saw that, look, it has been fixed. There's this man, because remember that as man, we have the power of choice. God made you in his image after his likeness. So when you choose certain things, God, even God will not change them. Why? Because he's honoring his image in you. He's honoring his image in you. And because he's honoring his image in you, he's not going to stop that. He's not going to change that. So the only thing is he would allow you to experience what you've imagined. But we have a God that is able to do exceeding abundantly above all that we ask or imagine. Hallelujah. Glory to God. So because of that, I want you to sanctify your imagination, bring your imagination before God and say, Lord God, let the limits be lifted. If you continue to imagine evil, I'm telling you, you will continue to live evil. That's why many people are never delivered. They go for deliverance, deliverance, deliverance. You cast out that one demon, you cast it out. You keep casting the same demon all the time. Why? Because their imagination in their minds, they have not seen themselves free. That's why sometimes God, Jesus will ask, what do you see? I mean, God will ask, what do you see? What you see is important. What you see in your mind, what you see in your imagination is important. So what kind of future do you see? Now, if it's the wrong one, you need to correct it. The good thing is that you have a play, a part to play. You can correct tomorrow by feeding your mind with the word of God. Hallelujah. And shaping tomorrow. You shape tomorrow. With the word of God. That's what faith is about. God gave us faith to, 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 to help us to do the unimaginable. He gave us faith to help us to do beyond what a normal person will do. That's what faith is about. So you need faith for great exploits. I want you to receive that right now. Okay. So by faith you can engineer your future. You can engineer your tomorrow by faith. And that's what this is about. Right? So the same way the architect will sit down. You know, you want to build a house, you go to meet an architect, you tell him what you have in your mind, and then he will, through his skills, put down whatever he, he has been able to understand from your brief, and then he will draw it and then show it to you. Say, yeah, this is what I want. Then, you know, he is thinking ahead. He's using his imagination. That's why you see they pay them a lot of money. Why? Because they're using their imagination for you. And you are so excited about it. And you pay them for it. The engineer will sit down and imagine certain things. He will put them down on paper. Draw it. And they, 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 they design it. They will do all the calculations. All these calculations are based on what does not exist. It's all in the mind. It's all in the mind. It's all in the imagination. Because they've developed skills through training. Through training. to uh, the, the, the skills to be able to put this together. To put this together. And then they now go. And then they, they get the builder. 
and they say, you build this. Put this number of blocks. This, put this ratio. Mix. This is how you mix this, the, 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 the concrete. It should be this ratio. It should be to this height. It should be to this depth. And all of that. But I'm telling you, this is happening in the physical, but it's also happening in the spiritual through your imagination by faith. By faith. So you need faith for great exploits. Greater exploits. My Lord. I feel excited because I know, I can, I can sense as I'm talking, that things are falling off your mind. In the name of Jesus, limitations are falling. I decree that over you. In the name of Jesus, faith is rising. Hallelujah. Your imagination. Where the enemy has captured your imagination and you are trapped, you can't see a way out. I break that in the name of Jesus. Break it right now. I lose you. Hallelujah. From every mental prison, mental incarceration. Many people, many of you are locked up in the prison of the mind that the enemy has put you in. He has put fortresses around you. I break them right now in the name of Jesus. So you need to receive that. Okay? So that's the imagination. A lot can be said about the imagination, but I promise you too. So I'm going to give you the other one is about your mouth. Hallelujah. So what you imagine, what you imagine is what you are going to say with your mouth. Say it. How do you talk? Are you talking yourself into bondage? Or are you talking yourself into freedom? Are you talking yourself into failure or are you talking yourself into success? You know that it's interesting that even psychologists have now come to realize, they've come to discover that words matter very much. Words that we say about ourselves so much that they've now come up with affirmations. Affirmations that are being used in the corporate world, in the circular world. Where are these coming from? From the word of God. God had already told us thousands of years ago. But now some smart psychologist comes up and he tells you. And then you, you're not taking it serious. But God has said it already in his word. Said it already in his word. Glory to God. So how you talk is important. Part of shaping your future is your imagination but also your words. Your words, what you say, is going to determine what you experience. Okay, I can give you many examples in the scriptures. Many examples, but let's look at the Bible. First of all, faith has to do with speaking, isn't it? Second uh, Corinthians, let's look at Second Corinthians chapter 4, verse, uh, verse 13. Talking about the spirit of faith. 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 13, he says, And since we have the same spirit of faith, according to what is written, I believed, and therefore I spoke. We also believe, and therefore speak. All right, you see that? So, According, this is the spirit of faith. Whenever the spirit of faith is at work, 
it affects your speaking. There's no such thing as a faith that doesn't talk. No, faith speaks. Faith speaks. So when you start, you, you don't wait till you see something, then you start saying that. You, 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 you imagine it first, you see it in your imagination, then you start saying what you see in your imagination. Okay? If God says something to you, you see it, start seeing it, start seeing it in your imagination, then start saying it. Start saying it. All right. So greater heights. Start talking about greater heights. Oh my. I'm going to I'm going to attain some heights that nobody in my generation has attained. I'm going to attain heights that nobody in my lineage has attained. Hallelujah. If that is what you see, if that is what you believe, if that's what God has spoken to you, then you start speaking it. You start speaking it. Glory to God. So sometimes people hear you talk about faith and they laugh at you. They say, this one has gone cuckoo. You know, too much suffering has affected her mind. Now she, doesn't, she can't even think properly. Let them say what they want to say. You believe, therefore you speak. That's the spirit of faith. That's the spirit of faith. So what you say is important. Don't be careless about what you think. Don't be careless about what you imagine. And don't be careless about what you say. Are you following me? Yeah. That's important. Because even God, do you know, I mean, look at creation. Look at creation, for instance. In the beginning. God made the heavens and the earth. The earth was without form and void. Darkness was upon the face of the deep. And the Lord said, let there be light. There was light. And then the Lord said, then you see, so many the Lord says <laughs> in chapter 1 of Genesis. Go read it. The Lord said, the Lord said. These are things that God had in his mind. Then he now spoke them. Words are simply spoken thoughts as a man thinketh so is he but guess what as a man believes so he speaks so when you start seeing your life going in the wrong direction what you need to do is to do an audit okay take time to do an audit of your imagination do an audit of your thoughts do an audit of your words then it becomes easy to deal with your actions. The most dominant forces in your life are not just your actions. They are your thoughts and your words. Your imagination, which is a product of thoughts and your words. Those are the most dominant forces in your life. All right. Let me show you something else. This would, uh, our time is going. I've spent a lot of time talking about your imagination, but listen to me. That is significant. Significant because death and life are in the power of the tongue. They that use it shall eat the fruit thereof, isn't it? That's what the Bible says. Let's look at how, um, uh, okay, before going there, let me, let, me, let me read from Isaiah. Isaiah chapter 50, 57, verse 19. Isaiah 57, 19 says, he says, I create the fruit of the lips. Okay, I create the fruit of the lips. Peace, peace to him that is, that is far off. 
and to him that is near, said the Lord, I will heal him. So see, God creates the fruit of the lips. Your lips produce fruit. Death and life is in the power of the tongue. They that use it shall eat the fruit thereof. The fruit, your lips produce fruit. It's not only, it's not only the, the apple tree that produces fruit. It's not only, um, it's not only the, the, the orange tree that produces fruit. Your lips produce fruit. Your lips produce fruit. And God says he creates the fruit of the lips. Fruit of the lips. If you don't like what you are eating, then you better change the tree. <laughs> All right. Glory to God. Okay, now let's go to Genesis. Genesis chapter 17. This is God speaking to our father Abraham. Our father, the father of faith. In Genesis chapter 17. Right? In Genesis chapter 17. Verse 1. Abraham was 99 years old when the Lord appeared to him. And said, I am almighty God. Walk before me and be blameless. And I will make my covenant between me and you. And will multiply you exceedingly. Abraham then fell on his face. And God talked with him saying. As for me, behold, my covenant is with you, and you shall be a father of many nations. This was not a current reality for Abraham. Okay? When God was speaking in Abraham's life, it was still in the future. But in God's mind, look at how God works. He says, verse 5, he says, No longer shall your name be called Abraham. No more. Okay? And actually, it is interesting, Abraham, the name Abraham means, means father of heights. So in other words, God was saying, you know, this guy is the father of greatness. <laughs> father of greatness, Abraham. So the name Abraham is not, is not bad on its own. Okay? But God says, no longer shall your name be called Abraham, but your name shall be Abraham. For I have made you a father of many nations. I will make you exceedingly fruitful. And I will make nations of you. And kings shall come from you. I want you to notice what God did here in verse 5. No longer shall your name be called Abraham. But your name shall be called Abraham. Alright? Then now God says... For I have made you. How did God make Abraham? How did God change Abraham to Abraham? How did he do that? By what he called him. By what he called him. He says, your name shall now be Abraham. For I have made. Not I'm going to make. No, no, no. I have made you a father of Many nations. How did he do it? <laughs> he called him. He spoke it. He used his mouth to make him. God used his mouth to make Abraham. Abraham. He used his mouth. Now if God made you in his image. 
then you cannot be careless with your mouth. God will use your mouth. He will use your mouth and He will give you the fruit of your lips. You will eat the fruit of your lips. Okay? So God, 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 God said, I have made you. How? He just called Him. And that's it. That's how God works. That's how faith works. You call it. And when you go read Romans chapter 4, it talks about God calling those things that be not as though they were. That's faith. That's how faith works. Many of us, to, to many of us, we call those things are as though they are. <laughs> we call those things that are as though they are. We don't call those things that be not. Call those things that you imagine. Start calling them. Calling them into your life. Start calling them into your family. Start calling them into your future. Start calling them. Bringing the future into the now. Your imagination is a future thing. Faith substantiates it and brings it into the present. So that becomes, that's the power of, 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 of speaking correctly. So God will answer your prayers. He will answer your words. And he will also answer your thoughts. Now to him that is able to do exceeding abundantly above all that we ask or think according to his power that works in us. To him be glory forever. Hallelujah. So, Pastor, uh, my account is in red. Yeah, that's, that's today. But that has nothing to do with your future. What are you going to do? How can you move from an account that is in red to an account that is flowing? Hallelujah. In abundance. It has to do with your faith. It has to do with your imagination. Yes. You need to be faithful with your thoughts. You need to be faithful with your imagination. And you need to be faithful with your words. If you want to attain greater heights, there's no shortcut. Every great person has applied these principles either knowingly or unknowingly. Okay? Yes. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Amen. So I come against every restriction, every word that you have spoken that has trapped you, that has imprisoned you. I command right now that you be free from those words in the name of Jesus. Every word that you have spoken over your life, every curse that you have spoken over your life, every vow that you have made that has restricted you, I free you from that right now in the name of Jesus. Break it. I break it right now in the name of Jesus. And every imagination that the enemy has successfully crafted over you in your mind so that even when you are not conscious, you are thinking about those things. Even in your subconscious mind, those, those imaginations have been built up so strongly there that when you sleep, you even dream of those things. 
Those dreams are not a confirmation of what God is saying. Those dreams are a confirmation of the enemy's work in your life. So I free you from those evil imaginations in the name of Jesus. I release the spirit of greatness over your life in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. God bless you real good. And um, we'll be together again next week. Please share this message with everyone that you know and you love. Share, share, share. Help someone to get free. All right? God bless you real good. And we'd like to hear from you. Let us know. Write us. Let us know what God is doing in your life through these broadcasts. And uh, may God bless you real good. If you're watching and you want to give your life to Jesus, maybe you're not yet born again, I want to pray for you. If you would just repeat this after me, then I'll pray for you, and then um, Jesus will come into your heart. Just say this after me. Say, Dear God, I thank you for sending Jesus to die for me. I believe in my heart that Jesus is Lord, and I declare with my mouth that he's my Savior. He's my Lord and personal Savior. Jesus, come into my heart. Make me a new person. Take away from me every desire for evil and give me a desire for righteousness. Cause me to love what you love and to hate what you hate. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Now I'm going to pray for you, Father. I pray for my brother. pray for my sister watching this broadcast. And I ask, oh God, that there will be a mighty move in their hearts, in their lives right now, in the name of Jesus. Let the kingdom of God manifest in their lives. I ask for the new creation to become real to them. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you real good. It's so good to, you've made time to worship with us and just to listen to this message. All right, God bless you real good. This ministry has come to you live from Every Nation Midrand. For other life-changing messages and more information, log on to www.everynationmidrand.org.